What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Sim Pilot Podcast. I'm your host, Paul, as always. So today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, what should you purchase as your first flight simulator. Um, we're going to skip a little bit on the news today. We, we might do it at the end here, because uh, this is going to probably be a good chunk of the show here. There's, there's a lot to cover. So this is more geared for obviously people that are new to flight sims um, or they maybe have very limited exposure to it. Maybe they've tried something similar. Maybe they're not quite full sim yet. They've just dabbled in some other stuff. Uh, maybe some older simulators that aren't as good. Um, maybe you're getting back into it after being gone a while. There's a lot of new stuff out there. No matter where you're at in that categories, um, we're going to try to try to help you out, I guess. So the best thing we could do is really just give you some thinking points, uh, things to consider. Uh, the easiest answer for the question is it depends, right? So because that's the big thing. It, it really just depends on you as the individual depends on what you're looking for, what you expect to get out of the simulator. So I'm only going to focus as f for a reference on what I consider the three biggest simulators, and that's X-Plane 11, Microsoft Flight Sim, and DCS. Now I know there's FSX, P3D, there's, you know, and I'm sure there's loads of other types of simulators. Um, you got IL-2 would fit into that category as well. Um, but I don't really have any experience with P3D and I've only used IL2 a little bit. So I'm going to really just focus on the three that I use as a reference. But I encourage you all, if you're looking at, you know, at flight simulators, uh, do some research, go out, look at them, see what the system requirements are. That's where I would start first, right? If you're looking at a simulator, make sure you've got the appropriate PC and hardware to run it. Because uh, the worst thing you can do is buy something that you can't use. Or now you have to go out and buy a new PC uh, to run it. And the prices today, you know, I, I really wouldn't want to. So make sure you can run it uh, before you spend any money. So... Let's start with that, right? The first thing to consider is what do I want to get out of it? Um, you have to th think about what interests you in aviation. Do you prefer GA flying? Uh, do you want to do airline operations? Or are you more like combat aviation oriented? Like you want to go shoot missiles, drop bombs, right? what do you want that's where you start and then you can go from there so my suggestions would be if you like to do airline work IFR stuff um, maybe maybe you're more system oriented you really enjoy just kind of managing the aircraft and you know actually having to study and learn it I would suggest personally X-Plane 11 because I think the systems modeling is better implemented 
in that simulator and that you know that's just my opinion right anything i say here is really just my opinion it's not a catch-all it you know it it's just my opinion i you know everybody's just gonna have a different uh different view on it now if you want to do general aviation you want to do uh vfr flying i mean you really just want to do pattern work um Maybe you're looking for something that's a little more like a hybrid, right? You can get some simulator stuff in there, but maybe it's a little, um, it's not so hardcore, right? It's not quite study level. It's something you can jump in and you can study if you want, but if not, you can definitely just kind of have fun with it. Then I would suggest Microsoft Flight Sip. Not that you can't do that with X-Plane 11, uh, it just would be my opinion that Microsoft Flight Sim would be better suited for that. Because it seems to have been developed in that way. It definitely can cater towards uh, casual um, players as well as more hardcore simmers. And a part of that is due to the fact that you have developers out there that are cranking out some decent, uh, not quite 100% study level, but pretty close to it aircraft for people like me that like to do that they like to learn about it but again if you just kind of want to get into it maybe you're not sure if this is something you want to do maybe you just want to test it out that's a good way to go because it could still be just something fun that you can do occasionally when you're in the mood you don't have to dedicate all this money and, and time to it um, now if you are the combat guy, right, you want to go shoot down planes, you do have a couple options, right? You do have IL-2, but that's really limited to kind of World War One, World War Two air aircraft. Um, then you've got uh, DCS, which is going to span World War Two aircraft all the way up to today, right? You know, I mean, they're about to release the Apache here soon. You got F-18s, F-16, F-14 Tomcats. You got all the kind of the modern stuff all the way back to the 40s. And then IL-2s, the 40s, and a little farther back. Um, there's obviously other flight sims out there, but again, like I said, do your research and find the thing that works for you. Now, the next thing is budget, right? What can I afford? So, Microsoft Flight Simulator is going to be kind of the most complicated, right? That's the one you're going to have to probably do the most research on to decide if you want it or not and what you want out of it. So, there's three uh, versions or levels of it, and I don't know what the prices are exactly. I know the base game is 60 bucks. And then it's, it goes up from there. It's like a hundred something for the top tier version of it. You get some extra airports and you get extra aircraft with each upgrade. Now, maybe they've changed something. Okay, I don't want to start any controversy. Maybe they changed something. But as of the last time I looked at it, if you were to buy the base game for 60 bucks and then you wanted to upgrade, 
you're paying that full price for the upgrade. It's not so if the base game's 60 and the upgrade's 100, I mean, you're not getting it for, you know, the difference in price. You're going to pay that whole $100 for that upgrade. So now you're in the simulator for 160 instead of just 100. So do your research. Make sure you look at what's included in each version and decide what you want. Because as of the time that I'm recording this, that's how it was. You don't pay the difference. You have to pay the whole price again. So please <laughs> take your time, do the research. Because that's a pretty pretty bad feeling when you, you spend money and you go to upgrade it. Because you're like, well, I kind of want to give this a shot now with this other aircraft that I want. And now you realize you're paying an extra $100. So just make sure you check it out. So, besides that, 60 bucks for the base game, and it goes up from there. DCS is free for the base game, for the simulator itself. Now, the catch here is that you only get uh, two aircraft for free in the base game, and they're only the low fidelity which means they don't have clickable cockpits none of the switches operates all done with the keyboard again if you're a kind of a casual player you just want to get into it maybe you just want to learn the systems are there they function you just can't click them in the the aircraft it's limited the systems aren't a hundred percent right so starting the aircraft as an example there's not really a procedure you hit a key combo on the you know the keyboard and it fires up the engines so it's, they're not study level but it's a good way to get into it and see what it's about so don't knock it necessarily there's a lot of aircraft out there and there are some freeware ones that you can install download they're free and they are more high fidelity you know you can click the cock inside the cockpit you can there's procedure to you know start the engine shut down you know all that stuff so there's options out there you do not have to spend a ton of money in these simulators if you don't want to X-Plane 11, I believe, is still 50, 60 bucks, but they always update it, right? They don't charge you for it or anything. So now where X-Plane is going to get a little more expensive than, say, like DCS is, in my opinion, is just because there's no, there's no real stock aircraft that are good in it. Now, again, there's a freeware, the 737 from Zebo. It takes the stock 737, and this guy made it better, right? They made it full, pretty much full study level. You know, you everything clicks and works in the cockpit, all the systems function, everything. It It's like the baseline for, you know, other simulator developers that are going to do something like that. That's what you should strive to do, right? The Zebo's really popular. There's a, he's constantly updating it, enhancing it, changing it. 
he does a great job at it or they i don't even know if it's a single person anymore i think it started out that way i'm not 100 percent sure whether it's a team or a single developer they're doing a great job i'm you know i'm super impressed with the zebo for the amount of time that i've had explained so again you don't necessarily have to sink a ton of money into it there's a lot of options now you know your computer can run it say it can run any of those three you, you know that it'll, it'll work you know that pretty much no matter what you pick aside from the higher tier microsoft um, sim that you're about 60 bucks into it now i'm gonna tell you right now you're gonna have to get at least a joystick right you're gonna have to at least for 40 bucks you're gonna have to buy like something because flying with a keyboard and a mouse is can be done I, I wouldn't suggest it so 60 and 40 and then you're in the sim world right you're you're out there doing it i would suggest getting a stick if you've got the money I would suggest getting some kind of a hotas, which is a hands-on throttle and stick, which is a throttle quadrant and a, a flight stick, right? And I would specifically go with that setup because it's going to be pretty universal. You can use it on anything. Now, it's not going to be super immersive if you're flying a 737 with a joystick. But if you're an Airbus guy, you can get away with it because they do use a joystick, right? Well, a flight stick instead of a yoke. Um, so you got your bases covered. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the most universal thing. And then from there, if, you know, you catch a bug and you like it, then you can start doing some of your own research, looking into things, buying yokes and throttles and whatever else you want. I mean, there's people with entire cockpits built in their living room for simulating. So uh, you can take it as far as you want, at least as far as your wallet or let you go. So there's there's a lot out. There's a lot of options. That's my suggestion. Anyway, right off the bat, those are those are my suggestions for what you're looking to get out of it. Those are the simulators for those things. If you're really just like, as far as the combat stuff goes, if you're really just kind of in the prop World War II stuff, it's really going to be a toss up between DCS and IL-2. IL-2 is going to have more variations of aircraft to choose from, and it's still a good simulator. Um, now, I, it's been a while since I've been in IL-2, but I don't remember if it has like clickable cockpits or if it's done through the keyboard i honestly don't remember so you might want to look into it if that's a thing like i like to be able to click in the cockpit it's my thing i i like to be able to mess with the buttons and switches i don't really like the the idea of just pressing w on the keyboard to make the plane do something that's just it breaks the immersion for me for you, it might not matter. So that's something to can keep in mind too. Uh, once you start, um, once you start playing different simulators, you're going to kind of develop what 
works for you. So you're going to kind of develop your own, what's immersion you want out of it. You know, what's going to break it for you. As a side note, I would also invest if you're going to do this into maybe some kind of head tracking. Now there's definitely some free options out there. There's, I'm sure there's guides. If you can buy it, just kind of an IR tracking camera. Um, they got them out there for pretty cheap. There's lots of kind of like workarounds to basically do it for nothing. Almost. Um, track IR is obviously the most popular. That's going to run you about 150 bucks. But I think it's worth it. That's what I use. There's definitely other options out there. So you don't have to use that one. You could definitely get something cheaper. Uh, as, as far as I know, they work all about the same, just as good. The only thing you might see is just a, a difference in the resolution of movement, you know, from when you're moving your head, uh, maybe almost like a delay. But from what I've seen, even the cheaper end with the cameras and stuff, there's not much of that, right? It's almost non-noticeable. So if you don't have a lot of cash, there's options. Definitely do some research because there's a hundred different ways you could go about doing this. Now, if you're going to get into flight simming and maybe you're looking to, maybe you just want to fly a specific aircraft, like, um, Maybe you, you know, you just want to fly the A320. Fine. You know, that's perfectly fine. There's a ton of A320s between the, the simulators, you know, minus DCS, of course. Um, again, there's a lot of them. So you got to do your research. Look what's going to fit you best for what you want to do. Because there's definitely A320s that are study level. And there's some that are kind of in the middle. And there's ones that really aren't. Um, and it all depends on what you're willing to, to go into, right? Because some of these guys, like, they're literally, you can, they go download the actual operator's manuals um, online and they study them because they can, to some extent, translate to operating the aircraft in the sim. You might not want to be that involved, right? So look around. There's definitely versions that don't require that sort of commitment to use. Um, at the end of the day, I know uh, this is debated, right? People don't like to call them video games. But at the end of the day, they're not real, right? You're not in a real plane. Um, you're probably, you, you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. You do what is fun for you. If you want to just mess around and be goofy with it, do that. If you want to go full sim and just, you know, buy the book, do that too. I hate people that are snobs about how you utilize the simulator. Use it however you want. You know, you're not taking a test. Um, you know, have fun with it. That That's my takeaway from this. Do what you want to do with it. Because that's the whole reason that you're in the simulating, right? You want to have fun. It's relaxing for you, maybe. That For me, that's my getaway, right? I sit down. I, you know, put my flight plan together. I, you know, I 
prep everything and it feels good at the end of the flight in the simulator when I land it, park it, and it's like, I accomplished that. You know, it might seem silly for some people, but it triggers that thing in your brain just like any other activity. I mean, even, you know, saying, hey, I'm going to make sure I clean the house today. It makes you feel good. It does the same thing in a simulator, right? It makes you feel good that you accomplished something. You know, and if nothing else, it's making you learn something. It's making you read, uh, study. Those are always good things. So, to conclude on that, you know, the answer to the question is it depends on you. You have to really look at what you want and make your decision from there. I know it's probably a little drawn out, maybe... You know, not the best advice, right? But there is no good advice for this. You have to just look at what you want. I literally have all three of those simulators. I use all of them. You may be doing that too. Maybe you don't give a shit about dropping bombs and all you want to do is fly for American Airlines, you know, on your computer. That's fine. Do that. You know, that's the whole point, right? Find the simulator that works for what you want out of it. That's going to be kind of my takeaway from it for you guys. So, enough rambling about that. Since we kind of skipped the news and jumped right into the main part of the episode today, we're going to go ahead and cover just a little bit of news. There's not a whole lot. But I did want to mention that the Airbus A340 from Tolis, um, by the time you're hearing this, is released. It looks good. I don't know if I'm going to get it. One, just money right now. I've already pre-ordered the Apache for DCS. So uh, probably going to have to wait a little bit. <laughs> get yelled at if I spend too much money. And... Um, the next up is Fly J Sim is also releasing um, the uh, Q400. Uh, Should be soon. It ain't out yet. Uh, there's some um, previews of it on YouTube. People had some early access to it. It looks good. I'm kind of more leaning towards maybe buying that and messing around with it uh, before I would the... Um, Tolis, and that's only just because I don't fly a whole lot of Airbus. I really just kind of like Boeing. I've got no real reason for it, as I've said before. They just, I just do. Uh, so, and uh, on the topic of Microsoft Flight Simulator, um, they've got a whole bunch of stuff coming out that I've seen. A lot of third-party developers are releasing stuff. How much of it will be good? I don't know. We have to wait and see as they come out and see um, see how they are. Um, we know Microsoft's been plagued by some less than stellar developers here um, since its release, uh, but fortunately they haven't outweighed the good ones. So hopefully, out of this lot of it looks almost like hundreds of planes coming out where we get at least half will be good. So hopefully, but that was kind of it. There's not much, uh, much else as far as news goes. 
So little, little, ran a little longer on this one, but uh, a little bit of a ramble, I guess. But I just wanted to kind of, if you're new to simulating, just I really wanted to kind of point people, you know, in the right direction of thinking, you know, make sure you're checking all the boxes there. But that is going to be it for this week's uh, episode. So next week, um, I don't have a plan for say uh, for what we're going to maybe talk about. Uh, usually, I just kind of take whatever comes up. But maybe we're kind of run with this theme of uh, being new into flight simming. Um I'm thinking maybe uh, the next episode we might talk a little bit about what to look for when we're talking about buying hardware. Um, and that'll kind of tie in with last week's episode with the rant about the pricing. But we're, we'll cover uh, probably cover the hardware. I think it'll be the next good thing to do. I mentioned a little bit in this one, but I think maybe a little more in-depth view of looking at what um, what you might want if uh, you're getting into simulating what to look for. So that's going to be it for this week, guys. So hopefully uh, hopefully everyone's got having a good weekend. And if you already are a flight simmer, hopefully you can get, uh, get some hours logged in there. And if you're new, um, good luck to you. Hopefully if you've already got a simulator, you can get some hours logged in it too as well. So I will see you guys on next week's episode. See you guys later.